and welcome to another edition of Maplewood Barn Radio Theater, brought to you in conjunction with KBIA. In our journey through classic short story adaptations over the years, we've discovered many little-known but lovable characters. One of our favorites is the irreverent Mr. Joseph Bindle and his very reverent wife, Mrs. Bindle. So tonight we bring you another Bindle adventure. Our story for tonight is called The Downfall of Mr. Jabez Stiffson by George Herbert Perkins. It all takes place with World War I as a backdrop. The tale begins in the Bindle's kitchen, as most Bindle stories do, and Mrs. Bindle is worried. your job? It's wartime, Mrs. B, so I had to take whatever I can get. You did it on purpose, Joseph Bindle. Now that's stretching it. I temporarily gave up my position in the moving department at Orges in order to become caretaker of four mansions while my buddy, Charlie Hart, looks after Mrs. Hart during her recovery. Charlie had to take her to some magical healing spa by the seaside. I'll only be gone a couple of weeks. Just as I said. You gave up regular employment for a job that will only last two weeks. Ah, you see, I couldn't disappoint old Charlie. And what about me? Well, you're a disappointed woman as it is, Mrs. B, so I can't hurt you much. You always were a selfish beast, Bindle. You'll be sorry when I'm dead. Well, that's my signal to go. Signal? Yup. Every time you talk about how much I'm going to suffer once you're gone, it's kind of my take-cover signal. I like to be well out of range before the storm breaks. So, I'll be on my way. Before the storm breaks? There'll be a bonus in it for me, old Charlie says, and I'll buy you something. I'll check in every day or so and make sure you ain't in love with the larger Mr. Cup of Duck. You're a dirty-minded beast, Bindle. Mrs. B has made me a master of the strategical retreat. Charlie, I am. I've come to take care of all the little birds in the nest that you're leaving behind. Glad you could come, Joe. I'll have time to go over things with you. Sounds good. This is our block of residential flats. Now, now, Mrs. Sedge, my, my wife's mother, will, will look after tenants who do not have servants. She can fill you in on the various flats and who occupies which, but, but one number is particularly important, and, and then that's number six, which is vacant at the moment. The owner is away, but it has been led to an actress, uh, Miss Sissy Boyers, uh, starting next Monday. Uh, I want you to keep a close eye on her and make make sure there's no carrying on. I'll make sure no one carries on while you're gone. Now, I must be off with Ms. Hart before we miss the train. Every resident will probably want something from you, but just do what you can. I, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Oh, you're, you're sure you can handle everything? Certainly. What can go wrong? Well, here comes your first customer, a, a rough one, Seven. Is that his name? No, it's his flat number. We, we don't use names anymore. It's too confusing. We just call people by the number of their flat. Good luck. Gotta go. 
Where's that damn fellow Hart going? He's going to the damn seaside and taking his damn wife with him. And who the devil are you? Well, the wife calls me lots of things, but you can call me Joe. Then I'll be damned to you. I ain't lived with Mrs. B not in years without learning how to handle explosives, and I believe I'll step around to the ancient earth for a glass of beer. Keep me nerves set down. Here he is. S E I M, and who are you? I am Mr. Haversham in flat number one, and I am expecting a package. Has it arrived yet? No, but it w I won't rest until it does. Hmm. Very well, then. I'll stay in touch. There you are, damn your eyes. Where, where the devil have you been? Now, look here, number seven, sir. This is the second time today I've had to speak to you about your language. It's like a peace meeting. Now go learn some nice words, and then come back and break pretty like, and perhaps I'll give you a bite of cake. You damn insolent fella. I'll report you out. Well, look here. If you don't shut up, I'll leave. And then who will fet your calls in the morning? Why, you smart elegantly low down. It seems like everyone in Fulton Mansions has something to complain about tonight. Who's next? Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hello. I'm Mr. Visage in number 12, and I have lost Fluffles. Where do you think she might be? Perhaps she's run off with another fella. You never know about women nowadays. Uh, no, no, Fluffles is a dog, a Pekingese Spaniel. A dog? Why didn't you say so before? I might have an avatar to get a dog back. Well, I'll keep a lookout. Next! I'm the maid from number 8. Number 8. Got it. Thank you. Next. No, no, we're out of coal. What's that? No coal? Can't fetch coal up after 6 o'clock. That's the rouge. But we must have some. We can't go to bed without coal. Well, Queenie, you'll have to take some firewood to bed with you, if you want company. We can't get coal tonight. What about a log? My name's not Queenie. Hey? Well, it just shows your father and mother didn't have much of an eye for the real thing, don't it? I tell you, we must have coal. Now, look here, Queenie, my dear. Ain't a gal that wants to take coal to bed with her ain't. Well, she ain't respectable. Now go off you go, like a good go. It's in case of raids, you've red nosed little bounder. You won't be needing coal in the next world if you go on like that. Just a minute. <laughs> Y'all, Queenie. Now you'll be able to go to sleep with a chunk on each hand. Maybe there'll be a bit left over to put in your mouth. Look here, don't you go calling me Queenie. That ain't my name, so there. Well, Queenie, I'm off for cash to robbers that might kidnap you in the night. I can't see you ever catching a man. I said the same about you, my little Queenie. Oh! She'll go up just like Mrs. B, and perhaps she can't even cook. I wonder if she's religious. Sort of a zoodish face. I wouldn't be surprised if things were to happen before old Charlie gets home again. Have a furnished flat to let? 
Come on, sir. But I'm afraid it's already been let. Uh, but but th there's a, a sign out front. Phase? Ah, that's a why I didn't notice it before now. Well, if your sign says so, well, you want here for long, sir. A uh, month, I, I think, but um, three weeks? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm new here. Now, isn't it just like me? I must have been thinking of another one. The song says number six is open to let, so I guess it is. Uh, what, what is the rent? I've no idea. What are you willing to pay? I, I do not want to uh, pay more than, than three guineas a week. That sounds fair to me. Just come with me, sir, and I'll show you the very place you're wanting. See? It's a nice flat with a sitting room, bathroom, kitchen, which always says something about an actress. Huh, yes, it looks fine. I'll I'll take it. My name is Mr. Jabez Stiffson, and this should be quite satisfactory. I will take possession next Monday afternoon. Mrs. Stiffson is presently visiting friends in the country, but she will be joining me Tuesday morning. Sure, you'll be what in the big bedroom? It's a smaller bedroom, too. But there's something in the back of my mind. Oh, yes, Sissy Booyah. Who? It's nothing. Just shopping there to ship my mind. Would you mind if we kept the smaller bedroom door locked? Uh, no, that's fine. Mrs. Stiffson and I only need the larger one. It's a deal. Oh, boy. If this ain't gonna be a story for the boys at the pub. Hello again, Mr. Stiffson. It's your beautiful Monday afternoon. What's all this stuff? Uh, this stuff, as you call it, is our luggage. Well, it's quite a collection. You got everything from a canary in a cage to a thermos flask. Tell you what, I'll put what I can in the big bedroom and the rest in the kitchen. Do, do you think we, we could possibly put the canary in the dining room? Wouldn't he sort of feel lonely without seeing you when he opens his little eyes in the morning? Uh, hmm... Perhaps you're right. Uh, put put the canary in the bedroom. Oh, and could you be sure to wake me by eight? Mrs. Stiffson will be here by ten o'clock sharp. I'm a very heavy sleeper, and <sighs> my watch has stopped. If Mrs. Stiffson arrives before I'm up... You seem to stand in great awe, Miss Stiffson. She is an awful, um, uh, awe-inspiring lady, uh, but... Porter, I'm worried about Oscar. Is your name Oscar? Uh, no, no, the, the bird, you know. You, you don't think it'll be, uh, unhygienic for him to sleep in the same room as me? Sure, sure, I slept with a lot worse. Yes, <laughs> well, um, please remember to wake me by eight. I won't forget. Good night.
Mister, sir, are you the porter here? Yes, ma'am, I am. And I am Miss Sissy Boyer. My agent booked flat number six for me. Oh, right, Mish. You just sit here by the fire. I'll get your luggage. Well, have you fixed up in a jiffy? Is all this stuff yours? It doesn't need to go up till morning. All I need is in my suitcase. You must have a lot of duds, Miss. Duds? Close, Miss. <laughs> yes, I do. Now, I must go to bed. I've got a call tomorrow at 11. Come with me, Ding. I'll show you the flat. And if I'm not shy, Miss Boyer, it's no wonder you're an actress. You're one pretty bird. Thank you, Mr. Porter. I am appearing in a review at the Regent Theatre known as Kiss Me Quick. Sounds good to me. Pack it up. <laughs> no, that's the name of the show, not a request. <laughs> now, I never eat supper, I take a warm bath every morning, and I like coffee, bacon, eggs, and strawberry jam for breakfast. Hey, it is, Mish. You'll be very quiet in the flat, won't you? Sure. There's such a funny lot here. If a fly wakes up too early, they come down and complain. <laughs> Shush, please. Now, here's the sitting room. The bathroom is on the right of that door. A kitchen is over there. And this is your bedroom. Oh, this will do quite nicely. Thank you. Now, you'll be quiet, Mish, won't you? Or you may wake Oscar. Who's Oscar? You'll see him in the morning. Good night, Mish. Good night, Mr. Porter. Now I wonder if anything will happen before old Stephen gets up in the morning. She sure is fun to look at. Actually, four eggs, plenty of bacon and coffee, strawberry jam. If eating is what makes her pretty, I sure want to show she gets full. Oh, it's five after nine. It's time Oscar and old Stiffson was up on the bat. Joe Bender, there's going to be a rare fun in number six today, and it may cost me my job. <laughs> oh, me always. If it ain't her, all she has on is her name. Ain't she something to behold? Oh, Mr. Porter, there's a man in my bath. A what, Mesh? A man. I heard him splashing and I peeped in. I only just peeped, you know, Mr. Porter. And there was a funny little man in spectacles with whiskers. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? <laughs> oh, where could he have come from? Well, personally, I wouldn't call him lovely. I suppose it's a matter of taste. But where did he come from? He must have been left behind by the other tenant. I'll take care of it. Now, you better put some clothes on, Mish. You mustn't go dancing around like this or I'll lose my job. Why? Don't I look nice? Well, shush it, Mish. If number seven or number 18 was to see you like that, well, anything might happen. Now, we'll find out about this man that has got in your bath. There he is in the pink bathrobe. Ah! <laughs> Isn't he just a scream? He's so cute. What is it? It's me. Open the door, sir, if you please. I can't have you scaring this young lady. Tell, tell her to go away, and then I'll come out. <laughs> you better come out, sir. I'll go into my room, and then I'll come out again, and then get a peek at him, see? Okay. Shut in now, sir. Sure, you better come out. 
is she she really of course she is imagine you being afraid of a pretty bit of fluff like that uh, but, but 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 she was of in course her... she was she was going to have a internet when you frighten her dirty trick frightening a pretty girl like that ah look there she is again there there sir you're a very lucky man only you don't seem to know it but 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 but, but mrs stiffson well, her wife don't she the husband don't have to explain but but, but she's in my flat. Oh, you naughty old thing. It's you who are in my flat. Uh, b- but but I, I c- came last night. So did I. Didn't I, Mr. Porter? I take my dying oath on it, Mish. It's all to forget. Uh, but, 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 but... Oh, look here. It's been a little mistake. Sort of a misunderstanding and things got a bit mixed up. You could say it's my fault. Now you better both get dressed and come have breakfast. You don't want to meet your missus on an empty stomach, sir. I'm married myself, and Mrs. B got hot as ginger when there's a nut skirt in the vicinity. You're surely not afraid of little old me, Mr. Man. Uh, but, 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 m- m- Mrs. Stiffson... Oh, you naughty old thing. You came into my flat and then talk about your wife. <laughs> no, look here, sir. There's been a little mistake, and this young lady is willing to forget and forget. And you ain't got a whole out, are you? Now, you just run on and get rid of that bathroom that looks like a petticoat, come out looking like a man, and eat a nice little breakfast, which will be over before your missus turns up at ten o'clock, see? You can trust me, married as I am myself. But, 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 but I c- sure can't. Sure you can, sir, and what's more, you'll like it. Now, get dressed, and I'll be right back with your breakfast. You're a lucky fella, sir, only you don't know it. Get going now. Oh, isn't he delicious? Isn't he a perfect scream? But... How did he get in here, Mr. Porter? Well, Mish, the only one to me is half a four of my ears to you looking at it. Now you just go take a rinse. A rinse? What's that? You do a soap and water, Mish. You might put on a bit of lace just in case your neighbors come by. Don't let them run off, Mish, will you? He's a modest in like and might try. Porter, uh, Oscar has not had his breakfast. It's on the kitchen mantle. Oscar's got to wait. Here, let me set this clock ahead one hour. Here. Why are you setting the clock ahead an hour? Just a habit of mine, so as I won't be late. Be back in a minute. Here you go, Matt. Got your breakfast? Holy cow, catcher! I shit a lot of you showing a spot of the lace. This is how I normally dress, Mr. Porter. That looks good to me. I'll try to raise old whiskers. Now, sir, the coffee and the lettuce waiting, and I want to feed Oscar. My, ain't we dressy? You got a beating with them spats, sir, or my name ain't Joe Bindle. Now, you got a good hour, and then we'll see what's to be done. I'll keep the old bird away. Uh, the old bird, but... Oscar is only... I'm in your mission, sir. Leave her to me. Come on, Mr. Man. Don't be afraid. I never eat men when there's eggs and bacon. I got a sheet to Oscar. Now, come sit down. Uh, well, it, 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 it is only a quarter to nine. I have plenty of time. Ah, Oscar has had his breakfast. Now, Mr. Man, eat. And be matty, sir. You're having the time of your life and don't you forget it. And now I'll leave you a little love boy and go keep watch. Uh, but, 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 oh, but, do sit down, Mr. Man. You're spoiling my breakfast. Oh, you just enjoy your little shells and I'll try to find out how all this happened. 
Did I speak indistinctly, Porter? I said Jabez Stiffson. You did, ma'am, and I own myself. Then where is he? I'm Mrs. Stiffson. Well? He's short of engaged, ma'am. Having breakfast. I'll tell him you're here. I'll back it to him gently. You know, George sometimes kills, and he don't look like a strong man. Oh, I'll go find him myself. Then I'll follow along. It's number six, ma'am. I will follow Oscar's chirping. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, you naughty old thing. Jabez? Jabez? I thought I told you to wear your tweed mixture today. <laughs> Won't you sit down? Silence, hussy. No one calls me a hussy. Hey, look here, Mum. We like manners in this year flat, and we're gonna have them, see? Sorry if I hurt your feelings. It's ain't a woman's club. Hold your tongue, fool. Oh, no, you don't. You can't frighten me. I ain't married to you. Now, you just be civil. Listen, don't you go calling me names like that, or... It's all right, miss. You just leave her to me. I've got one of my own at home. She's going to speak to me. She's... What is my husband doing in this person's... Flat. Well, Mom, he was eating bacon and eggs and drinking coffee. How dare you appear before my husband in a state of undress like that, you brazen creature? That's how she always dresses. Here, easy old girl, let's be sociable. I repeat, what is my husband doing in your company? Ask him what he's doing in my flat. Okay, Mom, it's no use of playing Hamlet in a race. You just sit down and talk it over friendly like. It's sort of being a shock to you, Mum, I can see, and I admit this don't look good. Just because your husband got into wrong does ain't a reason to get into an island temper, is it? I didn't make enough bacon and eggs for tree, but here's a nice bowl of porridge you can eat. Porridge? I demand an explanation. <laughs> Listen, if your boy comes and sleeps in my flat... Sleeps in your flat? Sleeps in your flat? Jabez? Did you hear that? Oh, you villain, you liar, you monster! But, 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 but my, my, my dear, Oscar was here all the time. <laughs> so, that is why you have put on your best clothes, you deceiver, you viper, you scum! No, don't, Mom. He ain't big enough to be all them things at one time. Besides, if you start some megaphone like that, you'll have all the other residents running to see what happened. And if you want to hear number seven's language and Queenie's smart mouth, <coughs> Mr. S might be a witter before he knew it. Where did you meet this, this person? Where did you meet her? In, in the bathroom. <gasps> I heard him splashing in my bathroom, and I peeped in. Just peeped in, really. And then we all had a friendly little chat in the hall, and after breakfast, we was going to talk things over and see how we could fix it so you didn't know. Your bathroom? My husband in your bathroom? Jabez, you heard. Were you in this creature's bathroom? Uh, er... Answer me! Were you or were you not in this person's bathroom? Yes, uh, Give but... me that porridge! Porter! Look up an appetite, have you? Uh, oh, now you've done it, Mum. If that boy is stuck to his apron, Emily, you'll have to pay for it. That porridge can be mighty gummy. Oh, it's dripping on your good pants. I'll see what I can do. There, got it. At least you won't have to pay for the bowl. Oh, I wish someone would end your poisonous existence, Mr. Stiffson. You must learn your place or lack of place in the universe. Your ancestors were coarse and vile, 
Why have you not been at the front? Uh, I'm... I'm over 50. Oh, heaven above! Why is he permitted to live? All degradation, including those of the lower animals, can be traced back to men like you. You break up homes, are connected to the increased death rate and infant mortality. Oh, I admire a woman who can wreck a man like that. He's a spoon. Can you help me scratch some of the forge off old Whiskers' head? You are indirectly responsible for the income tax. And directly responsible for the war. I see a corker. Looks like the cork's out now. <laughs> you just leave it to me, Mish. I know all these little games. She'll come out all right. Where the hell's that damn porter? Hey, I am number seven. Uh, sh sure. Why the hell aren't you in your room? Because, Mr. Damon, I can't be in two places at once. Here, step out with me. Stop her! Stop her! She's headed for the lift! Police! Police! Murder! Murder! The lift will lock up if you go banging at the buttons. Oh, now you're done it. Look. She's stuck halfway between the floors. Help! Help! Police! Murder! Damn old tiger cat. I'd leave her where the hell she is. Seems the best words I heard from you yet, sir. She is nosy, but at least she's caged. Four hours later, Mrs. Stiffson was freed, but Mr. Stiffson, his luggage, his thermos flask, and Oscar had fled. Sissy Boyer was at rehearsal, and Bindle was helping wheel a chastened Mrs. Stiffson out of the lift. Where is my husband? Mr. Stiffson has gone and taken Oscar with him. Now, I warn you that if there is any more adverse from you, I have you arrested for disorderly conduct. And with that, Mrs. Stiffson departed in search of her husband. We hope you've enjoyed this Maplewood Barn Radio production of The Downfall of Mr. Jabez Stiffson by George Herbert Jenkins, creator of the lovable character Joseph Bindle. In our story, Bindle was played by Terry Yates, with Maggie Henson as Mrs. Bindle and Mrs. Stiffson. Charlie and number seven were portrayed by Byron Scott. Joe Bogue was Jabez Stiffson, number one and number 12, while Sissy Boyer and number eight were played by Val Davis. The show was narrated by Darren Hellwedge and engineered by Pat Akers. It was adapted by Brad Buchanan with post-production by Amy Humphrey and Joe Hayes. From all of us here at Maplewood Barn Radio Theater, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again next week at the same time for another classic story right here on KBIA.